The Weekly Review, it's The Weekly Review, number 120, The Weekly Review, from Gene and James. <laughs> That's right, it's time for The Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I am here with my very good friend and co-host extraordinaire, James Dempsey. Hey, James, how is it going today, and have you done your weekly review? Hi, Jean. It is going well today, especially being your co-host extraordinaire. That's new. Um, I feel honored. Um, so yes, I'm doing very well today and I did my weekly review. Um, last week I had not done my weekly review and the entire week passed without mm-hmm. me doing it. So I did get one done today before we recorded. And yourself? Yes. I got my weekly review done today as well, and it was a good one. It wasn't even shoddy, and I added a couple of projects, deleted some projects, and I feel very good in my getting things done mode. Well, let's move on to our segment that we call the Weekly To-Do. The Weekly To-Do, yeah, the Weekly To-Do. James, why don't you start with uh, your weekly to-do that you committed to last week and let us know how it went. Sure. It was um, to clean the cat fountain, the water fountain for Dexter, and replace the filter. And I did that. So that's good. Um, I was going to do something um, that's been on my list for a while, which is... um, I have a couple of estate planning tasks I got to do um, that's been sitting there for a little while, and I need to just buckle down and do them. So that is going to be my weekly to-do for the coming week. Sounds good and important and good for you. Okay, so my weekly to-do was to call Alaska Airlines and confirm that they – not only canceled my flight, which was supposed to be coming back from Europe this week, and also deposited the airline miles that I used to purchase it, along with a not insignificant fuel surcharge that was included. And it had been a few weeks since I had called and canceled, so I was a little bit concerned, and I called them a few days ago and had a very nice lady from Alaska tell me, Oh, yes. In fact, they're doing it right now. She says, I don't know if it's like a total coincidence, but it, it, I think it is. And I thought that was kind of funny because one of my strategies dealing with follow up like that or, you know, a problem that I need to call somebody for is sometimes I just wait and the problem solves itself. <laughs> So maybe if I hadn't called them, I would still have the same results, which are that the uh, necessary refunds have been deposited. And now I have no outstanding flight 
bookings or hotel bookings or anything like that in my calendar and made me a little sad, but it also, you know, is a good thing because getting those reminders that, oh, you're supposed to be on a plane right now are a little mm-hmm. depressing. Yes. For next week, I am going to focus on something I started. We talked about it a few episodes ago that I said I was going to move my my main email address, which is uh, with a domain that I've owned um, for 22 years. And it's been hosted for quite a while now at Gmail or at Google. And uh, there was something that happened. I talked about it before. Now I can't really remember why, but I thought I need to move this to a non-Google uh, mailbox service. And we use Fastmail at micro.blog, and I decided to start a Fastmail account for my uh, well-tempered.net email. And I did that a few weeks ago, but then after importing the mailboxes, I really didn't do anything um, to move the project forward. And the next step uh, in the project, because I created that project today, <laughs> along with the two steps I've already um, completed, so I can check them off, but... The next action is to actually close that Gmail um, for well-tempered and, um, you know, be done with it. So um, that's on my list. And I think that should be pretty doable. Excellent. And I have to report that making the call to Alaska, I did a couple things that helped it go faster um, for me, or at least less stressful in my mind, before I even called them, I made a little document with my um, frequent flyer number with the number of the previous frequent flyer account where I suspected they had already um, deposited the miles by mistake with the confirmation code of the flight that I canceled so that I didn't have to start digging around in various emails to find information that I was pretty sure they would need. And um, I did it in a, a drafts note. And I also put a note to myself with the name of the ser- customer service person I was speaking with. And I'm going to file that away just, you know, in case I need it for future reference, which I doubt I will. But uh, that was good. And I think, you know, it probably will help me in the future to make phone calls with, you know, a few notes like ready so that, mm-hmm. you know, when the person answers the phone, I'm ready with the information that they are likely to ask me for. And the Alaska call went really well. And since I was on a roll, I decided to make a couple more calls that weren't even in my weekly to do. And I canceled my ride sharing insurance on my car because I realized I'm not going to be driving for Lyft anytime soon. <laughs> and so paying the extra fee to be covered as a rideshare driver was really not, you know, it really didn't make sense. And um, yeah, so that's, uh, I made a, a call about, I need to get some sidewalk repair done. That needs to be a new project. And we'll probably eventually make it into my weekly to-do to make sure that project keeps moving forward. But I made a call even though I was definitely intimidated because I don't know anything about sidewalk repair. And that's, so, yeah, that's the weekly to-do. That's great. 
So today's show, I uh, suggest it. We talk about um, little things that we've done lately that have improved, you know, either our efficiency or health, our lives, like things that um, I noticed just recently that have made a difference for me. And just by making a small change, really like a little behavioral trick to myself, um, I've helped myself out. And the one that I noticed right away this last week or so is that um, I decided to switch the glasses that I usually serve wine in from, you know, full size wine glasses Mm -hmm. to small little drinking glasses that hold about three ounces. And the self-isolation, I can definitely report, as I've heard from many other people that were kind of, you know, if you have, you know, a glass of wine here and there for kind of entertainment and as a reward and also as a stress reducer, um, the quantity of that um, comfort wine has definitely increased. You know, I can just tell from my recycling bin <laughs> mm. <laughs> that uh, there's, you know, too many empty bottles at the end of the week compared to the number of days in the week. And so uh, by changing that and not um, – you know, not using the regular wine glasses, it actually, I think I've cut back at least a third. Um, I haven't measured, you know, I haven't kept strict right. track, but I can tell, you know, it was recycling yesterday and I'm like, see, it makes a difference. You know, it's, uh, doesn't, don't have that many bottles. In fact, I skipped last week's glass recycling cause I didn't, you know, think it was worth it to put out the few number of bottles that I had. So, yeah, I think that the interesting thing with that kind of strategy is that it seems a little, maybe a little bit forced, um, because I'm not saying I'm only drinking X amount of wine. I just say I'm drinking it in these size glasses, and there's no rule of mine personally that says you can't go and pour another glass, but I rarely do. And if I pour a larger glass, I'm probably going to drink it in about the same amount of time as I drink the small glass. And so um, I definitely recommend if you're trying to cut down on something, um, think about how you serve it or plate it or mm-hmm. make it accessible to yourself because uh, a little change like that has definitely made a big difference for me. And I'm happy about that. Well, and definitely that's um, like doing the same thing with, say, a smaller plate if you're mm-hmm. trying to cut down on how much you're eating or trying to control your portions a little more is uh, also like a longstanding advice. And I think the notion that it isn't like a hard and fast rule, um, so you're not necessarily having to exercise a large amount of willpower at the end of a day because – Usually that's when your willpower goes away. Um, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're low energy and, and are having a glass of wine. Um, <laughs> the fact that, you know, you can kind of do this, um, I don't call it a trick, but this technique where you just use a smaller glass. Your brain thinks I'm having a glass of wine and it's happy. Um, you're having less wine. So you're kind of 
maybe achieving a goal to to drink a little bit less or a third less, mm-hmm. which is that's significant. Um, and it's not like some big mental struggle of oh, I but I want to, but I can't, and I shouldn't, and right. So um, that that that's a really good um, a really good hack for any kind of. <laughs> Any kind of reduction of, of consumption is just have a smaller container of it. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Now, I did a small thing um, lately that has just in the past week. Um, so Dexter is getting up there in age. And mm-hmm. one thing I noticed recently is he used to like he's he can still jump up on chairs and couches fine. So pretty much if I want to sit somewhere, Dexter's already there. Um, <laughs> but he hasn't made it up to the bed in a long while. Um, and I think he's just getting a little older, so he can't jump quite as high. The bed's a little higher. Um, but he used to come up and, you know, we kind of hang out and snuggle in bed and stuff. And it was nice and fun. So I, just as an experiment, um, took one of the chairs from the kitchen put it next to the side of the bed that doesn't have high traffic just as a test. And sure enough, just that little change, Dexter comes and visits me um, in bed or on, on the bed um, mm-hmm. now more than he did. And it's, he seems like he's enjoying it. It's very nice. So it's, again, a little change um, reacting to a change um, that is – leading to a good result. And now that I've tested it with a chair, because it's kind of ungainly to have a chair from your kitchen sitting right next to your bed, um, mm-hmm. I'll be looking for some kind of like more of a a soft, like an ottoman or footstool or yeah. something. I don't want to get a ramp because I think just making it too easy for Dexter, like it's, mm. it's good that he's still jumping and, and stuff. So... You know, we'll maintain, we'll monitor, but, um, yeah. So now that it's a proven concept, I need to look for something that's a little less intrusive next to the bed, though. Yeah. That's, that's good, though. I mean, I think you're probably right about the, um, the jumping and, you know, not being quite as spry as he was, um, making a difference. And I think that's a good, you know, strategy when you're thinking of making a change is like, well, what do I have around the house that will equate uh, the idea that I have before, like going whole hog trying to find something to buy, um, mm-hmm. something new to buy, like see if you like it and then decide, you know, what you need based on, you know, some hack that you try to see if it even is important. So good for you. And um and just also thinking about small things, um I was kind of looking over the the list of things um suggested in atomic habits. Um mm-hmm. and there's kind of making something obvious, making it attractive, making it satisfying, but one of the items is to just make it easy. Um and mm-hmm. one of the suggestions there is when you're starting on a new habit just downscale it so you can do it in two minutes or less. Um, so it literally is a small thing because the 
the goal, at least at first, is not, it's not actually the thing that you're doing for those two minutes is not the important thing. When you're establishing a habit, the fact that you're getting in the habit of doing a thing regularly, even if it is only for two minutes, is the important thing. Um, so you can start with something that's very small. Um, and then once it kind of becomes an ingrained habit, you can expand it, but you don't have to do, you don't have to do that right off the bat. So mm-hmm. another small change can, can make things better. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that, you know, what I have read of atomic habits and I haven't read the whole book yet, but I was, impressed with the like incremental focus you know that making something one percent better um is an achievable goal and can lay the foundation for making it two percent better and so forth so i like that and i think sometimes i think of it in terms of um like water against rock, right? Where mm-hmm. on any given any given wave coming in and hitting rocks on a coastline, any particular wave isn't really getting rid of the rock or wearing it away a lot. It's really that repetition again and again and again that 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 causes the effect. Even though if you were to observe any particular instance of it, it's like oh, nothing really happened there. But <laughs> something's happening. Yeah. It just takes a while for it to become obvious. Yeah. Another little thing that I've started doing, and it does it's not even like I had it on a list anywhere. I just one day I was like, oh, I should just do this. Um, so for the longest time, like, I would never make the bed. Like, you know, this is me. It's the cat. <laughs> um, and so I just you know, leave the bed a a mess in the morning. And I've just started making the bed when I get up. Mm -hmm. And it feels better. It's not necessarily making me more productive. But for some Mm -hmm. reason, when I walk in that room and I see the beds made, I just feel a little better. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll do that. Um, And I don't even know why I started. Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. like, well, I read this thing that said, if you do this, then this will happen. It's just... Just kind of struck me. Yeah. Had a bee in my bonnet. <laughs> it's one of my yep. favorite little phrases. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the making the bed thing, I definitely notice the difference. I'm not 100% with making the bed. And I definitely, as a child, was like, I don't see the point of making a bed. Um, you're just going to get back into it. But as an adult... Um, I kind of like the ritual of making the bed mm-hmm. in the morning. It's something I can do before I've had any coffee. And it kind of closes the chapter on the sleeping portion of the day. That's true. Probably. <laughs> Although with uh, you know some of the sleep um, deprivation I've had lately, sometimes the sleeping chapter is reopened <laughs> later in the day. Um, but yeah, it does. I like it as a little ritual, but I also have a bed that's relatively easy to make. I don't have anything very fiddly with it. It's oh, same really here. Just pull up the covers and straighten out the pillows. 
and done. Yes. Um, I, if it was more complicated than that, I'd probably be more resistant to actually doing that. Like when I visit my sister, um, the bed itself is relatively straightforward, but to get to the bed, there's like a pile of decorative pillows uh. that you can tell that you don't, you're not, you're not supposed to sleep on these. Um, right. Like, but it just seems like the entire time I stay there, there's this pile of pillows in the corner on the floor. Cause I don't want to put them on yeah. and take them off like every day. Um, right. That's um, exactly my, what I'm talking about. Yep. Yes. But my, but, um, but my bed is is pretty straightforward. The other thing is I started making the bed and then it occurred to me to like Dexter was never up on the bed. So uh-huh. it does have the side effect that making the bed means Dexter can be up there without shedding all over the sheets. Mm-hmm. Like the worst he can do is get hair on the like the the top cover the Yeah. Um so that's good. Yeah. My sister has like massive amounts of decorative pillows as well, and I always put them in a neat pile, and I do not keep putting them back every day because that does feel like a waste of time. <laughs> exactly. Now, when nobody's staying, because it is a guest bedroom, right? It does right. make the bed look nice, and I completely understand. It's just from a – I don't know. When it ten- comes to 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 – Beds, I tend to be pretty, uh, pretty functional, practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't need it too fancy. I mean, it doesn't need to be, you know, stark. But no. Well, James, we have covered a lot of life's tasks, little things, in a little things in a short amount of time. And I think you know we should wrap up this episode unless you have something else you want to add. No, I think I think that's uh, that's good for this week. Cool. And uh, listeners, if you've had any recent successes in making a small change that has an impact, feel free to share it with us. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review, or you can email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. We would love it if you could rate or review this podcast. It helps new listeners find us, and we just like hearing what you think. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things you got to do You'll think about them all